0: Jewish women are absolutely amazing. They juggle life. They they take care of you know the cooking, the work, the kids, the schools. we have large families, we have lots of obligations, we, we do so much. And these Jewish women are constantly trying to make their life easier, better, smoother, have a better positive attitude at home.
1: Hi, I'm Alex Fletcher. And I'm Rivke Silver. And this is
2: Deep Meaningful Conversations, powered by Meaningful Minute,
1: the podcast where we explore the complexities, nuances, and joys of being a from woman. Welcome, dear listeners, to today's episode of DMC. So we wanted to let you all know that Alex and I were recently on Jordana Barachov's podcast, Drink It In. So if you'd like to hear us being interviewed and some like behind DMC discussion about how we got started podcasting, as well as a little bit about ourselves, check it out. It was really fun. We'll we'll include a link to it. Yes, it's
2: always an interesting experience being on the other side of the mic. And we actually discussed that with Jordana and of course what the challenges are on both sides. Mm -hmm. So definitely give it a listen. Feel free to reach back out to us if you have any questions or feedback about our interview. Um, Rifki, so I know, you know, you've been super excited about today's guest. And honestly, when you told me that this person agreed to be on our podcast, I was like, way to go, Rifki, such a squar. (laughs) You have a connection. And I think there's like a little bit of mystique surrounding her. So we bring you the
1: interview with, bum, 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 Leah Shapira from Between Carpools. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so it's funny. It's like, I've known Leah for years and years and years. We like followed each other on Twitter, like back in like, 2008. Well, you were on Twitter in 2008. I was on Twitter in 2008 because I had a blog, and ah. everyone said if you had a blog, that you had to have all these social media accounts. And like Instagram didn't exist, huh. really. I don't think. Um, so I had a Facebook, you know, blog page, and I had a Twitter account, and I would like tweet out my blog posts, and who even knows what else. And that's how we got connected, and then we just kind of, you know, kept as as we all did our different projects over the years. We just stayed connected. And um, I know when Between Carpools started, I was just so wowed by it. I was like the biggest fan. I mm-hmm. still am the biggest fan. I'm just now busy enough that I am not necessarily expressing my fandom mm-hmm. as frequently on social media. But um, I'm just a huge, huge fan of what they do. And I'm just so excited to to get to DMC about Between Carpools a little bit today.
2: Yeah, Rifki, you're sort of like, I consider you a, a, a uh, Between Carpools sort of ambassador. <laughs> un, unpaid ambassador. <laughs> because that's how I learned about it from you. A few years ago, I just recently started getting their emails, and i am they have this newsletter that they email, which is yeah. beautiful.
1: And a WhatsApp chat.
2: I'm not on that, but I don't need another WhatsApp chat. <laughs> 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 but I am consistently impressed with the content they produce. Uh, first of all, their graphic design, just top-notch, beautiful. I also appreciate how they've just seemed to strike that nice balance and promote what I'm going to call a quote unquote accessible aesthetics. Oh, I love that term. Well, I thank you. Yeah, maybe it will be an article. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also just like a ton of practical content and tips and how to's. And honestly, I, I just really appreciate it as a busy, busy working mom. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I gave her Dinner Done Cookbook a shout-out during our recent interview with SC Wolby. So I like a woman who is proud of her mix-it-all-in 9x13 pan and stick-it-in-the-oven recipes. Like,
1: Absolutely. Wow.
2: Like, you don't care that there's some crumbs on the edge of the recipe. You, like, what about the spray at the bottom? Like, wait, you dump it all in and you mix it? It never looks pretty in the pan, but like, wow. It comes out I'm amazing. Like, yeah. Like, like, we don't I care. I know. Are, that's
1: <laughs> my, my go-to Shabbos recipes for Shabbos dessert. I always forget dessert on Shabbos. And I'm like, oh, but I can make a 9x13. It's right. amazing. Yeah. Um, So we have last to talk about with Leah, how she built Between Carpools with the, you know, with the whole team of Between Carpools, um, her unique content um, and the decision that the Ladies of Between carpals made not to include their own pictures in branding as we discussed. There are pictures of women, just not them. And how she stays focused as a person with lots of creative ideas and also her perspective on the focus of aesthetics in the firm world in the last couple of decades.
2: So let's get this DMC started. We hope you enjoy our conversation with Leia Shapiro.
1: Welcome Leah to DMC. This is so exciting and we are so happy to have you on the podcast.
0: I'm so excited to join. Rifki. I know you for a while, but it's actually the first time I'm talking to Alex.
2: Ah, well, I quote unquote sort of know you like in that stalking way, but
0: this is the first time we're meeting. <laughs> yeah, and it's really exciting. Yeah, it's, um, it's
1: super nice. Rifki. I know a long time. I think, what are we, 10 years we know each other? At least. Yeah, at least. Wow. It's like, it's, it, this has been a long time coming. It's so nice to like get to collaborate in this way. I mean, you're like an ultimate collaborator here. You've been involved in many different projects over the years that, you know, we've known each other. And before Between Carpools, you know, you've created websites, you've written cookbooks, you have become an expert on pizza. <laughs> and um, tell us, how did you know, with all of the things that you've done over the years, if you want to tell us a little bit, you know, expand upon them a little bit or or not. But if you tell us, how did you know, like when to stop a project, when to say like, this isn't working anymore, let me pivot, and when to say no actually this needs a little bit more effort let me push a little bit
0: right so i think really i I'm, i get very passionate about my projects um, and i really give it my all now sometimes you go crashing when you give it your all you're yeah. like so exciting you give it your all but um, i always try to like leave when i felt that i wasn't i wasn't able to give my all to it either because times have changed you know so, you know just the world changed or just because i changed and i couldn't do that anymore like um, I wrote lots of cookbooks. I don't care. I don't remember the number right now, but I mean, nine, what am I up to? Wow. And uh, yeah, so I went and I wrote those cookbooks and I was inspired. I was inspired to share those recipes. And then I felt that I, I gave them my all. And then I gave that, I, I took a break from that. And the next cookbook that I did, I did with Between couples Together. So then I had that fresh inspiration. I had the other team members. So then I, it was like, it was a fresh start I was excited about that cookbook suddenly because here we would I was doing it with uh you know friends of mine team members we were we, we had like a, little, a different approach to it we were writing simpler easier recipes It was during COVID it was like very much needed everybody was cooking at home all day long mm-hmm. so then you know then I knew that you know that I, I I'm ready to do that cookbook again um I think as creatives you can adapt and and like sort of shift your path um and and adjust it as needed you just you shouldn't get stuck in something that you know it's just not working you have to take a step back at that point but usually it's when I felt like I gave it my all and I reached it
2: nine cookbooks what are some of those titles and is it like by Leia Shapiro I've I'm not familiar tell me
0: right So I always say you don't actually have to cook for my cookbooks but if you buy them that's good enough (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I have a fresh and easy. That's with myself. Uh, that's just myself. And then yeah, I started. I have that in my bookshelf. I just like, didn't put two and two together. Okay, keep going. It's the same way as Shapiro spells it the same way. Um, so and then I did with Victoria Dweck. Um, you know, I I didn't love the writing part with it. And Victoria was the food editor. You know, then she became the food editor at WISC. and uh, we worked together a lot so um she edited my first book actually so then we did um the made easy series like passive made easy kids cooking mm-hmm. made easy art and inside made easy and then we did which i love the next series that we did was secret restaurant recipes and everyday secret restaurant recipes i've heard of so all of these really cool.
2: I'm, I'm wow now when you say you do a cookbook what do you mean you're the editor are you coordinating the photography and the the recipe writing what is your job
0: So in the beginning it was all my recipes and I did the photos and the first book I even styled it myself, but Hmm. never did that again. That wasn't my specialty. There's much better stylists than me. And, um, and I don't take my own photos either. And then in the later books, well, dinner done, was a collaborative effort. So Estee Waldman did the photos, Renee Muller did the styling, Victoria did all the writing for it. Victoria can write in my own voice. I don't even have to write anymore. She can do that without me. <laughs> and so I just have to get the recipes. And even dinner done was a collaborative effort of, of recipes. I did, you know, a, a nice chunk of recipes, but everybody else contributed also.
2: Hmm. You know, back to what Rifki was saying in, uh, with this question about, you know, knowing when to stop something and, and you know, move on to something else. Did, do you ever, I know I've experienced almost like an emotional connection to that project where it's just really hard to yeah. say goodbye, mm-hmm. whether there's feelings of, you know, mourning or guilt or you don't want whoever you're working with to feel that, like, you're, you're abandoning, leaving them, abandoning yeah. them or that their projects isn't important anymore. Like, did you ever experience that?
0: Right. So definitely there's loyalty when I work with people that I feel that I'm abandoning that. And I'm, I'm very loyal. Like mm-hmm. I went to camp, I tried to stick to like the same things, you know? Um, And so th- that was always the hardest part for me. But I think family members gave me that reality check. Mm. And <laughs> it was like, okay, this is like an emotional thing for you. <laughs> so get it that you're grieving and that you're sad. But, um, you did the right thing. So, huh. and in general, I'm not a person that lives with a lot of guilt and looking back, like try to keep moving forward. But definitely that loyalty has always like, you know, to the other people I've always like, you know, hurt me the most. Hmm.
2: That's great. Okay. So, um, you've described between carpals, and I'd like you to sort of define for our listeners what that is. Is that a book? Is that a website? Why don't we, let's start, let's start with that. What is between carpals? and where is that name You're from? It's right.
1: <laughs> the best name. Okay. <laughs> So let's
0: start. So between couples is a lifestyle website. Um, it's a you could say a glorified blog because it's just it's not a personal you know blog. So it's more of a of a website with lots of information, hacks, tips, recipes, shortcuts, inspiration, everything to make a Jewish woman's life easier. Since our lives are so busy, we say it's uh, it's for the busy Jewish woman. Mm. Um, and it, it does cater a lot to moms, so it has like slightly of that mom blog feel. There's lots of people that aren't moms that are love Between Couples too. So it's a collaborative effort where five women that run it. Um, Victoria Dweck, she's you know known for being the editor, so she does most of the editing and the writing on the you know the editing. Everybody else is writing on the website. Obviously, everybody has different jobs, but these are the main job. Esty Waldman, she's a photographer. She obviously writes posts too, but she does. All of our photos unless they're um, you know, unless you know, all our images that we take ourselves. Right, like not like and the stock then,
1: footage, but like the other. Right,
0: right. And then um and then Shady Menzer, she's a designer. So she's designed our whole website. She does all our branding, which she does like a really beautiful job. Everybody really does a beautiful job. Everybody's like crazy talented. Mm. It's like and then um and then Renee Mother is a stylist, so she styles all the photos and she takes care and everybody else that has like boring administrative jobs too. <laughs> you know that we just have to do. Right. And um and and between couples, you asked me what the name is. So really we all I hated the name. Actually, I actually came up with the name and I hated it in the beginning. <laughs> I didn't think it like rolled, but we had nothing better. And I was not gonna pay for a domain name. Mm. Like literally like we had better names but they're like you know twenty thousand or even four thousand and we're like mm. no we're not paying but finding a name that we're not gonna have to pay for that was just like you know we 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 opened this on a whim we didn't know if it's gonna it's gonna you know we thought it'd be a great idea but
1: you never know you never happen. know what's gonna take off like you know and what year was right. that
0: this was six years ago okay 2000 what was that are you making me do math Hold on, no math on DMC. 2016, <laughs> 2016. No math. 2016. Yeah, so that's been since 2016,
1: and it's really been an amazing journey. Yeah, it's been it's been wonderful. Amazing. Yeah.
2: So like, I I know that you've described it B- BCP as functioning as a sort of like older sister of so many from women, you know, providing her drama, inspiration, tips, hacks, you know, great deals. I love that. Um, on like. Coats and shoes and labels, always so helpful. Like if you're looking, I love right. what you do. Surprisingly,
0: people love, you know, we didn't start so much with fashion, but people love that. They just yes. want to be
2: totally. I remember one thing that you did on like loafers because like loafers are in, but oh gosh, you could spend $300 on a pair of loafer. And you're like, here's a whole range of loafers from low end to high end. And you just had yeah. links. It was really, really good. I, I think and it's also stuff.
1: nice because then, like, I see like what you're posting. Like, oh, yeah, I got to get, I gotta make sure my kids have coats. Like, whatever. Like, it's like It reminds right. me, like, oh, I need to be up to that because I'm, I'm so busy with all my other stuff. Right. Sometimes I forget. Mm-hmm. So.
0: And, you know. and, and, and Shady does a lot of the shopping clothes. She has phenomenal taste. She can find you like, $29 outfit that looks, like, amazing. So whenever she does, like, an H&M roundup, people oh, go, yeah. love it. She, you know, H&M has, like, thousands of items. She does spend a long time. She chooses the things that look like, a, that look fantastic, that mm-hmm. have, like, a um you know that that are, that are either you know that something you would put on your kid and you know you wouldn't even know that it it's h m exactly mm,
2: that's great so tell us like what this process is providing content to friend women like and how do you keep it fresh and how do you stay ahead of the ball like we're like rifki is saying like oh we have to remember winter's coming up so we need to provide this timely content for our our followers
0: the, the biggest, like, motivator for us, and it really, like, we hit our, like, I want to say, like, that's when we hit it, it, was, like, during COVID, is that we, we get, like, this, this, like, incredible feedback from, from women, like, it's absolutely amazing, and I, you know, they, we rarely get complaints here and there, you know, if they don't like an expensive shoe or something, but, um but they, we're, like, completely inspired by these women, and this is, I want to say these women, we're, we're all that part of the community. Like Jewish women are absolutely amazing. They juggle life, they they take care of, you know, the cooking, the work, the kids, the schools. I how we have large families. We have lots of obligations. We, we do so much. And these Jewish women are constantly trying to make their life easier, better, smoother, have a better positive attitude at home. And it's been the most rewarding, rewarding thing I've ever done in my life, hmm. just getting some letters that women say how much we help them, how much it changed, you know, it's, it's nice when you get a pair of shoes, but some women say that we like, you know, um, they write us a letter that like, it just keeps them, you know, like when you go to a parenting class and you're like inspired to be like a better mother, yeah. even if you know, you've heard this 10 times, you just in that mode. Yes. So a lot of women, like they find between couples keeps them in that mode of like, okay, this is what I got to do. This is what I got to do. And like, and be happy about it and positive. And it's, and you know, so they write us really, really, really beautiful letters. They, Right. They wrote us a ton of letters after dinner done. Hmm. Women that didn't enjoy cooking, didn't, you know, families. I know teenage girls that started cooking for it. They said their mother doesn't cook or, you know, no one cooks in their house. And just having homemade meal is such a um, such a I I like to say it's like it's a Jewish home kind of feeling, like when there's a homemade uh, uh, meal. So I think that that is really what motivates us. And regarding ideas. We we have no idea. It's completely Hashem. Like it doesn't make sense. It simply does not make sense. When we started, we were like, okay, we have ideas for 50 blogs. We don't know what's gonna be after that. <laughs> and Hashem just like constantly just sends us exactly what we need. And we're not that organized. We try to be organized, try we, you know, on Hanukkah, we'll write like on we have a, a like a WhatsApp group with content. Um, and uh, we'll write like, okay, this Hanukkah, I realized that I need another game. This Hanukkah, I realized that, you know, my kids were needed this or I felt sad, like, you know, different things like that. And we'll write it. And then the next year, we'll go back at those notes and we'll say, oh, this is what the things that we need for coming Hanukkah. So as much as we try to be organized, still, we feel like Hashem is constantly sending us inspiration. People mm-hmm. are asking us for ideas. And... and um, like we've done Hanukkah at six times, and yeah. we're so excited about our content mm. this year. We're so excited. we're so excited to play the games that we can that you know that we've that we've come up with that we can't wait to do with our families. I, I went up on the photo shoot that we just did and I was like, sorry, this game is mine. It's all prepared, it's done. You know? <laughs> um, so it really. I don't know. I, I, I it, do, it really does not make sense. It's completely mm. not us. We're just like the vessel over here, you know, bringing this forward. And we just try to make it pretty. That's that's what we try right. to do. Well, you, you
1: make it very pretty. Very it, the, pretty. the aesthetic is yeah. exceptional. And I think that's know?
2: part of it. It's like showing the beauty in homemaking you know, and we're all doing it. (laughs) So like we all need the inspiration. And yeah, it's, it's, it's very true. I I really like the analogy of just like, you you know, a parenting class, like you can spend some time on your website or read your newsletter and just sort of get like a burst of inspiration. Like I'm making dinner anyway, or I'm, you know, preparing for Yantiv and I'm, you know, sorting out the winter clothes and just to like, Oh, this can actually be something beautiful and pleasant and I can improve. And and you you feel that community
0: that you're doing this together without the women, That's everybody is now changing over the closet. right we all have you know families that need their summer switch to winter yeah and it's not a chore this is an easy breakdown it is a chore but I actually get joy from that chore so I wrote that post (laughs) Um, I love that feeling of like oh fresh things so um you know and I think it's that community
1: feeling that we're all in this together
2: yeah it's a huge aspect I think
1: absolutely absolutely um, I was just thinking about how you're talking about how, like, when people give you feedback and it's so rewarding. The piece that I had written for you, it must have been three years ago because my Abby is now three. But the one about like when am I going to get back to myself after having a baby, right? Right. And you would, I had said I was going to write this piece, and I had said, in for like months it was like not happening, and then I, that's how I started the piece was like, so I meant to write this piece three months ago, and it didn't happen. And every time you guys repost that piece, like I get such a fe- I get such a flood of feedback of women who said this is exactly what I needed to hear, and it is that feeling of like. Like I was just the shliach. Like I was just having a hard time that one time and I wrote a piece and it just just it's, it's chizuk and, and it reminds women they're not and alone.
0: If you, and if you try to go back to that time, you don't even remember it, but you wrote it at that mm. point and look how you helped so many women. Yeah, I wrote a post, um, which I think is one of my most popular posts, like from the inspirational side about, um, I don't remember the title currently. Mm. <laughs> not that's good, but, uh, but it was uh, basically, you know, like oh, everybody always says that having little children, you know, the concept is that little having little children is so hard. And people say like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to have more kids? How am I going to, you know, grow? And I, I wrote a piece that why it's so difficult to have little kids. Hmm. And, you know, most people say like little kids, little problem, big kids, but it's <laughs> not exactly true. There's so many aspects of having little children that, that changes, which even though I have big kids and little kids today, I don't have those things. Like it's extremely physical. You have yeah. to do everything is on you yourself. Now I can have an eight-year-old that, Ten-year-old, a fifteen-year-old, somebody—you—you you cannot leave anybody. Now I can say, uh, kids, mom's got to go out and. They can be, they can watch a three-year-old, they can watch a one-year-old, they can watch anybody else that's at home and I can get that five minutes of space. Um, Also, you know, just the view that we have when we're older kids that when I remember when, and I wrote this in the post, when I took my oldest then to the pizza shop and she wanted like a slush or something and she cried she had a tantrum and I came home and I told my husband, never again, it's not normal, never going out with them again. And now when I went with my, you know, number five or six or seven with the pizza shop and they wanted a slush and I was like cry all you want, doesn't bother me, right? <laughs> I'm going to win this one. So that whole attitude, also you grow. Uh, and there was a couple of other things also about like little children don't show appreciation like older children. Older children might be complicated. They need you. They talk so much. Ah, there's so much things that they need. But they'll say, ma, this supper was amazing. Or like, thanks so much for preparing that for me. And a little, a three-year-old, a four-year-old doesn't have that sort of communication. So you feel like, what am I doing this for? Right, anyway, you're just like
1: giving and giving okay, and giving. No, I, no, that wasn't, right. yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure so Turn many people panic, validated. But these kind of posts really, you yes. know.
2: Because no one's yeah. talking about this. I mean, yes, the women's magazines talk, address it.
0: Yeah, but not in a Jewish, yeah, the women's magazines. The women's definitely. magazines do. The, right. We
2: need more, more and more content, the more we can read,
0: the more validation we can right. get. That, that's a side note of Between Gobbles. We do a lot more practical tips and things that are easy, you know. Right. So. Happen to stick those in here and there.
1: And it's a nice, it's a nice balance. It's a nice balance of both. It's like I really appreciated what um Shiffy Friedman wrote at the back of Dinner Done. It was such a beautiful letter that she wrote about like, you know, what we're doing when we're feeding our families and like the the inherent like Kiddusha in it. And I feel like that's just it's just such a nice balance of the practical and the things that we all need and like how you know, like the labels that I put on my boys' pants so I could tell them apart. Like from the laundry, like the little, like right, the, little the, the little things like that makes my life easier. But then also to get actual chizuk on why am I doing it? You know, it's, it's a great balance. It's a great balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so where were we? Where? so I'm, I'm moving on to the next question here. But Be- like between carpools has gorgeous, classy bl- branding, like gorgeous. And, you know, this has been discussed, you know, before, but none of the women that None of the five women that run between carpools have their faces anywhere on the site or social media. It's just like this gorgeous, classy branding everywhere. It's just such a good look. Can you give some of our listeners some of the background on like the decision of how you decided to take it into that direction? And what it's like that you get to be anonymous on platforms where so many people feel like they have to make themselves into the brand. Like I definitely have felt that before that like I needed to be the brand. I was like, I don't want to be the brand. I just want to like hang out in my house and my tuchel. But just like, can you describe to us what it's like that you get to move through the world in an anonymous way? And how did, was that a conscious decision um, when you chose to make the website? I think it works really, really well. And I would just love to hear more about it. It
0: definitely was a conscious decision. You know, between couples was never really bad us. Like if, One of us would have to leave. I hope never, ever, ever. Everybody should always stay. But it wouldn't really make a tremendous difference to between carpool. It would, but you know, to us. Not to the readers. I know what you mean. Perhaps. (laughs) So um it was always focused about the brand. We're not Martha Stewart. We're not a celebrity. It's always been about the brand, the community of Jewish women. This actually was quite it's quite controversial topic like uh, you know on social media that they you know that they go about you know that we don't show ourselves so there's like a little misconception that I'd like to clarify we show women we just don't show ourselves so on between couples you'll see pictures of women you'll see pictures of girls you'll see uh, illustrations of women all these things but we actually don't show ourselves and that not showing ourselves is actually a great bonus uh, you know. We love it. We we never we didn't realize how much we're gonna love it. We didn't think we we're gonna get so big, but now we truly love it. When I do pull out my credit card, people will recognize my name. <laughs> but uh, but if I'm just you know with my girls shopping or something, and pe- someone doesn't know me personally in real life, they won't know who I am, and I get to enjoy that privacy. So, um, but it really was a conscious decision that between couples is a community of Jewish women. It is not about one specific person. It is not about our specific talent. We're sharing tips and things. Not everything is ours. they are also other people's tips or they've given it to us permission to share with.
2: I'm happy we give you the mic to share this perspective. I think it's really important. And often, you know, when these conversations are happening on social media, especially if you're not chiming in, you don't have the opportunity to share your perspective
0: right well we've we've tried a little sharing you know not mm. everybody wants to hear it always <laughs> i tried explaining like uh, just to, to some of those people that are, are so into that from women have faces is that we're actually the only platform like digital or print platform that the ultra from women from monroe to lakewood that wouldn't that that don't visit other places where there are pictures of women they're the only ones actually seeing pictures of women on, on between carpools hmm. because we're allowed all the, fil- you know, all the, fil- you know, many women have, we have an app that you don't have to have a browser so they can see between carpools on their phone. They, all the workplaces allow between carpools. I think most of them do. Like that's what the girls tell us. That's what the women tell us. And they're actually seeing pictures and examples of women and, and um, there's no other platform that gives that to them. So and that was like a side thing. We didn't even plan this, but. Well, like when they get all annoyed, I'm like, we're actually the only platform that's doing what you want us to do.
2: So when you see pictures of women, like, let's say you have an article about someone, you have a picture of that person. You have a picture if of the, the writer. How, how do you do it?
0: If the person wants to uh-huh. have images of women.
2: Interesting. Very interesting. Even
0: if it's stock images, but there are women. Uh huh. That's fantastic. That's so we've done. We've done a couple of interviews. At least Shaval proman Bifka She was a chief of staff, and as well, she had a picture on there. Uh, we don't. We should go back to doing more interviews. They just take a lot of time.
1: Yeah, I hear. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, so let's talk um, a little bit more about what it's like to have, you know, a successful creative side hustle. You know, I believe BCP started more as like not a full-time job, and you could tell us what that yeah. was like. And then, at what point did you learn to monetize it? And what t- At what point did it like actually turn into an actual job? Because I think many women, you know, are doing things on the side and are curious how to expand if they want to expand and make it something bigger.
1: I just want to also right. jump in. Like, do you remember when we started? When we first started the podcast, yeah. Someone for women, like it was Leah who I went to for advice oh, on I how to remember that. Remember, you gave us advice when yeah. we were first like getting and sponsors monetized. and everything on how to like. Because also, I was like, you know, I'm in my 40s now. Like, I don't want to just have, like, a side hustle for free. Like, I want to also, like, you know, <laughs> if I can make it into something practical, that's right, going to help my so- family pay for yeah. camp or whatever. And you're putting so much
2: time in investing <laughs> into something. You know, it's not a volunteer project, you know? Yeah.
0: Right. And, and you can have passion projects, but at a yes. certain point in your life, you say to yourself, I can't justify the passion that I'm putting in mm. to my family. So if I can justify it by giving them something special, you know? Right. I, I once I know, like an old podcast and I once asked my grandmother, my husband's grandmother, She's she still works, can I know she's in her high 80s, and she goes to work every day. And I said, Bobby, why do you work so hard? And she said, I wanted a good life for my children. So I said, but they're all married. And she says, I want a good life for my grandchildren now. So her, that was always her motivation, that she wanted to give her children and grandchildren things. So if there's somebody, if a grandchild's buying a house, she wants to work so that she can give them something. So, you know, she's... she's I, that was uh that was like always one. That was my first perspective on doing something. Like it's not just for the sake of money, but it's actually doing something with that money. So what her like that was like a you know like um like a perspective of why you are actually working. Some people it's very hard for them to work. They say it's so hard, it's so difficult. But if you have that person and you know, but they need the money. So if you have that perspective why you're doing it, sometimes it's easier. Mm. But um. You know, when you when you called me that time and I gave you advice, so I don't know if we discussed it then, so we we can discuss it now. That it's mm-hmm. actually the hard, it was the hardest thing for me ever, ever personally, because I'm a creative and I always want to do things for the sake of being a creative. And like, if you're gonna pay me money for it, now I have to listen to you, and now I can't <laughs> do what creative aspect I want, and you just ruined that whole experience for me. You know. <laughs> So I never, I, I really never liked money. I would be like, um, I would I would do jobs, and I was like, whatever you want to pay me, or you know, um, and uh, some people around thought that you know I was, I was not taking myself seriously. But I was like, but they're ruining it if they give me money, or they're ruining it if they tell me a an amount, and I feel like I have to live up to that expectation. I just want to do it because I love doing this. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, you do get older, and you realize that that's not. Um, you, you can't keep doing that. you know, life gets more expensive or you want to do things for your children or for yourself. Um, but for me, um, between carpals, the main idea was is that I asked these women to join me in this idea and this project, and they all had jobs and I really wanted them to leave their jobs <laughs> so that they can focus more on it. And I, I, have, I had this like terrible res- like like burden, I want to say, or responsibility that I had to figure out how we're gonna make this work so that everybody could quit their jobs. And everybody has slowly quitted a lot of their jobs. Every, so often I hear like, oh, I'm gonna drop this project, I'm gonna drop that, and I'm like, okay, I might mean I have to figure out how to make more money to cover that, you know? <laughs> but, um, but really that responsibility is really what what pushed me to really, I, I couldn't do it for myself. Cause I'm, I am felt like for me, I was creative, but I was able to do it for, you know, for Between Carpools because it was a team of five.
2: Hmm. So you're all um, full-time yeah. employees of Between Carpels?
0: So we still work out of our, you know, I want to say tichels, or our pajamas uh-huh. at home. We meet once a week or sometimes twice now when it's busy. Um, it is pretty flexible still. And I think s- most of us gave up most of their jobs. There's wow. one or two projects that some people still
1: have. Right, and Victoria's still at WISC.
0: Right, right. But a, a lot, she's cut out a lot of what she, Victoria used to do like 10 things. <laughs> So, um, and you know, and our life's got busier also. So even though you know, just just carpal takes a long time. So
2: this is yeah. so you're not doing between carpools, between carpools, literally, right? Or are you?
0: <laughs> we are, we are. We do between You know, it, m- mentally we do between carps twenty four hours right. a day, which I think members don't like that. But um, but it's always on my mind, and it's always in you know, in the with ideas. But actually, physical work is you know, we have specific hours
1: that we try to work.
0: Hmm. And then you have all the chats,
1: like all the different.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's embarrassing how many chats. And I'm at fault for that completely. Mm,
2: you I made the chats, the, I right? The <laughs> I create the
0: chats. I'm like, new content, talkless, smoothing. Okay, we're going to try to move everybody to talk only on that chat. And then they get mixed up. And I'm like, oh, this is BCPX little leg, you know, collaboration. And this is BCPX, you know, whatever pajama company we're working <laughs> with. Like, there's so many chats. And why are we so often somebody's
1: like, on what chat was it? I can't right. find. Which yeah, we, we have that sometimes too. Like, <laughs> we have a we have a chat with meaningful minute, then we have a chat for just episode ideas, and then we just have our own personal. Right. And then, it will, and then also, and then Chassav We should leave it in a voice note. If it's in a voice okay. note, forget we'll it. Lost. You're never finding it. You've got to leave something under the voice note to say like this voice note is actually important. Don't I ignore this one. <laughs> how That's how some searchable
2: tag. That's what we've been doing. <laughs> searchable what? tags. Yeah, it's an art to WhatsApp. Anyway.
1: Um. Oh. So speaking of like people quitting their their other jobs and just all the all the things that we're doing all at once like you're definitely someone who is always doing two things at once and full of ideas um how do you stay focused and not let exciting new ideas get in the way of your long-term goals
0: right so i, I a little bit we started this with the last question i said that i open up whatsapp chat i I'm, might I'm really i never i never really stop and i i i don't know if i want to change myself i'm like i'm like you know i'm happy with the way that my that i don't stop for a second uh, but, but it does cause some distraction and like you have this long-term goal and then this new exciting idea comes up and like, oh, Art Girl wants you to photograph the whole best of kosher cookbook and it wants to do that. And are like, oh my gosh, it sounds so much fun. It's right. going to be amazing. And then you're like, but three months you're out of everything. You're behind everything. And you're like, we are never doing another cookbook again. We don't care who offers us what. Did you say and that, after, that, you like, said that um, after
1: dinner done? Didn't you though? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, you know, it's like a baby. You like, you know, you forget. Yeah. So, um, so those ideas are always very exciting, and I, so I, I do try to do is I tell the team members, remind me, we are not doing anything else but what we need to for the next, you know, three months. But um, I, I did, I did find some coping skills. Is I have, I have these long term goals written down, or you know, the values or whatever we want to do, and we constantly remind ourselves what they are. So we'll talk about it and it's written down. We can read it again if we want to, but we just constantly talk about what those goals are. And then I'll divide the year in sort of quarters and I'll do like, okay, these three months I'm going to work on, you know, SEO or, you know, updating our new homepage or different things for the business for that long-term goal. Um, And then I'll try to do it that quarter and try not to have new ideas distracted. So now everything's pushed off. Mm
2: Interesting. Interesting. It's a good strategy.
0: Yeah, tell us about this this cookbook.
2: What was your involvement in that, the Art School Cookbook?
0: So it was Art School's idea. It's uh, best of kosher. It's a collaboration of all Art School cookbooks. All Art School cookbooks that are not Passover, actually, that are not Pesach. Um, they might do a follow up of uh, Pesach one day. Who knows? But I don't know if we'll be between <laughs> uh, <laughs> um,
1: So
0: it's it's really um, every cookbook author has her best recipes from her old cookbooks, plus new recipes. And it's really been done. It's really, really, really beautiful. I, I'm, I can say it's beautiful because like most of the, the beautiful part is not me. Mm. Um, and it's really, it's really a, like a coffee table book and the recipes are phenomenal. The authors, you know, we helped basically guide the authors what recipes they gave us some suggestions. And then we said, oh, we did some research. We asked some people like people love this and this recipe. We've te- we also cooked and tested all their recipes. Oh, so you weren't just and a
2: submitter; you were part of the whole editorial
0: team, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what's between couple's jobs. So we took the photos for it. We did the editorial oh. part. There's new, there's new um, introductions to every recipe. Also, there's new photos for everything, and there's a lot of like interviews with the with the authors. There's a lot of tidbits. It's really, really a beautiful project. Um, it doesn't, you know, it's not like a an old book redone it's just it's like a completely new book sounds
2: amazing when is it coming out yeah when is it coming out
0: i think november 15th i think november 15th. by the
2: time everyone's listening it will be out and you can order it we'll put a link to it in our show notes and i know which i discussed earlier in this episode and i discussed in our interview with sc will what a difference your dinner dunk made in my life so i'm definitely excited about this because i'm always looking for for new
1: refreshing ideas 100 percent. and i i love i absolutely love that it's like the old classics that everyone loves that these are the ones that there's always like in your in your chats in your friend chats you're like who has this recipe like that's like the and F- so potato there's, a, there's, <laughs> a, there's a lot of new ones also yeah there's a lot of new ones recipes also um, But I love that combination that it's the old ones and the new ones. Like, I love that it's both. It's
2: great. And the useful ones, the best ones, because you go through cookbooks and you're like, oh, gosh, who's making two-thirds of these? You know what I mean? There's always, like, the favorites, you know?
1: (laughs) You know what's
0: interesting is that some of these recipes, I own these cookbooks, I had no idea that this was so phenomenal. Like, no one in my circle cooked it or made it. And then the author told us, or, or I called some other people that cook from a lot of cookbooks, and they're like, you must, like... Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, Danielle Silver gave us a list of her recipes, and we said, "Okay, maybe this one, maybe that one." And we'll, you know, we'll make this or that. And Naomi Nachman was like, oh, "What recipes did you did you include from the Danielle Silver?" So we said, and she said, "What about her kale pinko salad?" And I was like, "Oh, let me go see. it. Maybe she gave that as an option." But she's like, "I went to her. I went to her house. She made it. It's phenomenal." I made it. It was phenomenal. I've been making it every week since then. My mother-in-law asked me for the recipe. I'm like, only because you have you, I can give it to you because the book is not out. <laughs> I made it. And she ate it, and it's like it's become our favorite. Talent. I can't believe it. I have the cookbook. I never even bothered making wow. that recipe. See,
2: I love this idea. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your thoughts on, I think um, many would agree, is the increased focus on aesthetics in the past couple of decades in the firm world, whether it's, you know, regarding food. Now we, you know, our recipes are just so much more gourmet than they used to be if you pick up an old cookbook from 20, 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Table settings, you know, many people spend a lot of money on disposables and the disposables have gotten higher quality and higher end over the years. Um, You know, home design, decor, clothing, you know, do you feel that there's, a communal standard that's been raised. I, I would love to hear your perspective on this, or, or do you have a totally different view on this? So go for it.
0: Okay. So let's first start that I don't think is a Jewish problem. I think the entire world changed. Mm. Um, social media, Instagram, once upon a time, once upon a time when we were children, mm. when we were teens, if you wanted to see something, so you occasionally got a new book or something, you got to see some nice table setting when you went to someone's house Today, that access for these like that, we see people that are extremely talented create beautiful tables, and doesn't even have to be expensive, but it just hired our standard, and the entire world became like that. Like when when like today, you can go to Walmart and find beautiful dishes, you can find beautiful napkins, right. and Target uh ikea these things didn't exist when we were kids that's true it, it did exist a little bit in europe like i think we're
1: always a little america's a little behind europe like yeah that's
2: true ikea came from europe yeah <laughs> right. H&M,
1: i remember so shopping at h&m is, when i was in college and i was like why don't we have this in america and then like two oh, years later like it came where right you
0: know if you go to like europe and the teens are dressed way better than american teens so i think we're a little like behind america so i don't think that this is specifically a jewish problem so i think one that the whole world has, you know, up their standards. But I think it's also a lot because of social media and the access to seeing things. And the more you see things, the more you get used to it. You know, like we're used to, like now you go to a simcha and you see a kiddush set up and it's beautiful and one, two, three, you see 10 of them. Suddenly that becomes your standard. You're like, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get nice tablecloths. I'm going to get nice. And there's so It doesn't even have to cost money, but your whole. Like you're, how you see things, it changed. And suddenly you'll see that you'll go to like some hick town community or something. And you're like, wow, that was 20 years ago. <laughs> so, and it's not because they spent more money. It doesn't even mean that way. Because you, in Lakewood, you, you can do everything on the same budget as we did. You know, really you can get... Beautiful uh, fake, flo- uh, you know, flowers at the gemach, and you can get beautiful tablecloths. Well, gemachs are
2: beautiful these days, also. Like they're not like the old gemachs. Like you could get the best stuff at the gemachs, you know. Yeah, really you do can a really, job. really
0: get beautiful things. So I don't think it's about money per se. I think it's more about how our, our we, we got to We we got to We how do you say that? Like we adapted to these standards that hmm. these became our new norm. Interesting. Um, and also the other thing is that I do like pretty things. So this is a little hard for me. <laughs> I think everybody likes pretty things. Yeah. So we're attracted to these things. So when we see it, we're not like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. That's against my like, values. No, it's just pretty. It doesn't have to cost more.
2: But I think that's an important point. It can and if you wanted to, and there's always a range, but if you like pretty, you can make it accessible too. And I, I think right. so if you know, would
0: have said the questions, is it about brands, then I would have answered differently, but you didn't ask that. Right.
2: So we don't we can talk about it if you want to, or we don't have to. <laughs> no, that's a fashion thing and I'm
0: not a fashion person. Okay, got it. Now I think it's very weird to come to somebody's house and like turn over the dish. I'm saying but I don't think people do that. It's not like it's. I don't think that table setting and food has like a target. You know, meats did get onto higher standards, mm. um, but um, just the world became different. Now you have? Do you have a Hasidish background?
2: Are you? Yes, I do. Are you Hasidish? Like, tell me.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah.
2: So do you? I know Hungarian my.
0: background. We like to say
2: exactly. So I was gonna ask you about that. Like, I'm like out of town bali tshuva. Like, I don't really have. Yichas in the sense, but like, I remember my cousin married into a Hungarian family and that, and we had Shavrachos in Williamsburg and I was exposed to this world that I'd never been exposed to of this Hasidish world that was so focused on, on, you know, aesthetics and it was so beautiful and they elevated it to do mitzvos and I had never seen anything like this. And, um, I, am wondering, like for you, you said you like pretty things. Like it's also probably part of your Masora and,
0: you know, <laughs> definitely part of my, uh, you know, my upbringing. Um, but I think, you know, I, my, I'm saying my grandmother, she, they didn't serve on plastic. Like everything was beautiful cutlery mm-hmm. and beautiful glasses. And I, back to my grand, my husband's grandmother that still works. She eats lunch every day with a crystal glass oh, wow. plate. It's like the same one in her office. It Amazing. gets washed every Amazing. day, but uh, like, it's, it's a different, it's a different, um, mentality.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The disposable is a different aspect. The fact that disposable looks so beautiful right. I think, you know, that you can say maybe, you know, could possibly be more wasteful or everything. But it's nice that if you're going to do this well, at least they look amazing. Right. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like if I if I know like over Yantav or Pesach or whatever, like I don't have Pesach China. Or so well, you're making
0: like... a shaver brachas for 70 people. And you just don't have the dishes for yes. them. Then you can have these beautiful, you know, look like. Right. And
2: it's an option, but um, if the only concern is that when it becomes like a pressure that like your table every Shabbos has to look like that, and then there's the monetary aspect of it is a lot of, you know, they're much more expensive, you know, so it's just, right. you know. So, that's-, so
0: that's the general thing about pressure. You yeah, know, People can get pressures from anything in the world, um, you know, but sometimes... It's, so for, for, for I think for a lot of people, they view these pictures again and again and it just becomes second nature to them. It's like the first time you cook for Shabbos, it takes you forever and ever. And then once you know what you're doing, it takes much faster. So people that you once you see a pretty p- table, like... Now, every young kid, they just make these beautiful tables for them and their husbands and their anniversaries and their and their families. And it's I don't find like, you know, I think there is a small minority of people that feel it's a pressure. Mm-hmm. But I think the majority of people, they just get used to that. And then that just becomes their nice table setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I don't get pressurized on these things. So mm-hmm. my Shabbos table is beautiful, but it's the exact same thing every single Shabbos. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change,
1: you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. I do something for like fiy- Yanta or for like mm-hmm. Purim. Then I, then I have fun with the, the table, yeah. you know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Shabbos is Shabbos. Though I do need a new tablecloth at some point. We had a match that flew off when we were doing Kabbalah. I like I didn't get whatever. Long story. <laughs> I need a new tablecloth. It's fine. Maybe between Carpools has a post about it. I can. Go yeah. The, the um. Okay. So <laughs> we always ask. I'm I'm so sad. We're like coming to the end of the interview already. Um, We always ask if our guests have any book or speak recommendations on the topic. Um, So obviously go read Between Carpools posts. That's one thing. But is there anything that you've read or heard that you found helpful or inspirational in like meeting your career goals or as a creative? Like where have you gotten some of your inspiration over the years?
0: I read a lot. (laughs) I do read a lot. Um, But I don't think that that's really what inspired me. What really I think inspired me over the years Look, I'm a people's person, so I think people inspire me. This is like a very heavy interview. This is, is like it? very
1: inspirational. <laughs> well, it's, it's deep? It's uh, deep. We go deep, deep, it's meaningful deep. conversations. It's like deep
0: thoughts. Like I have to think Yeah, Deep thoughts. Like we can't deep, disappoint. Deep, anyone. All right, <laughs> and so um, I think that um, like the greatest thing I've learned from people. And, and, and I love networking. So I meet people all the time, like Rifkin, you and I became friends from, you know, writing each other messages and talking. And then, you know, we met, you know, we, yeah. we met in person and, and, um, it felt like we always knew each other. Yeah. So I've met some amazing people that did amazing things in their life and they've been so humble and they like, and when you compliment them, they're like, it's very clear that they're, you know, like, just like money comes and money goes, like ideas come and ideas go and they they stay so humble um and I think that really really inspired me and you know like you can get it's very exciting you do a project and it's like amazing and it looks amazing and it's fantastic and everybody loves it but you have to I like you have to like keep your head down hmm. and just do what you're doing because you know you love doing it and Hashem is obviously sending you this creativity and this thing but um but but you got to stay humble because it's not really you <laughs> so i Um, and it's not really my speech It's just that this is really what inspires me the most. I I can name names, but I don't know if I'll forget somebody, Mm. but I've met some incredible people who have done incredible things. And I was like blown away on how humble they were Mm. about their work.
2: That's really beautiful. And it fits with your brand too, is that you're not here to like make yourself a celebrity. And by the way, if people, you know, we have our faces on our on our marketing. And it's not to say that if you do do that, you're not humble or no, you're there, I th- I think, but I think this, what you're saying now just, it just a lot fits. Of pluses yeah. To have your face yeah. in
0: marketing. It's, it's a lot, of, there's a lot of pluses to it. And, um, and it's, it's not for everybody right. to yes or not, you know?
2: I, I'm just saying, like, I feel like what you're saying now fits very much into understanding you, who you are as, you know, a professional and as someone who's creating this concert for other women. And um, I do think it's so important to have role models and be inspired by other people and their stories. Um, I just love that you're touched by people's like, humility. That is something that's really, really special. Right. And
0: also, you know what? And also I also the respect for other people in their same field. Like mm-hmm. there's so many people and you you see that a lot on Twitter, also people discussing things like that respect, like we're doing the same thing and we can respect each other and learn from each other or even collaborate together or do things. And it's not like, oh, I'm doing this and I'm the greatest at this and nobody else can do this with me.
2: Right. Like women supporting women, like instead of like, oh, you're a threat to me because you're in the same field, you know, it's like, no, we should learn from each other. And I agree. I definitely agree. Well, Leia, anything else that you feel like you want to share before we wrap up in this deep conversation (laughs) that you just did not get deep, Enough?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I guess I didn't expect it to get that deep, but you're right. It is DMC. Um, No, I know. I try to keep myself. I don't take myself too seriously, and this was very serious. Uh But it was fun because... No, it's funny because you really get to think about these things. Like you remember when we said, write down your long-term goals, when you discuss these things and you say these things, they really, they become more and more a part of you. Like you might know these things, but the more you state it, the more it becomes you. Absolutely. So it's a good reminder for me to stay humble, Mm -hmm. keep my head low, respect other people in the field, just keep doing what I'm doing because I love doing it and I love sharing it with people. And, um, you know, and I I really should give a shout out to between Carpool's teams that I would never be able to do any of these things without them. They're, they're more introverts. They don't love doing these kind of things. So I'm like, you know, yeah, you're always you're always
1: the one who's talking on the panels, right? That's oh, the- <laughs> I'm not talking for everybody. Um, now,
0: I'm like, come on, say something, say something. I'm like, no, no, you're doing a fine job. You're
1: representing
0: <laughs> the team.
2: Well, Leia, uh, thank I, you. I hope I represented them well. Oh, you did. And really want to thank you for your time. We know you are so busy. So um, I think
0: that's, uh, busy is a state of mind, yes. Busy is a state fun. of
2: mind. Yeah, it's inspiring for us too as you know content creators and giving me certainly a ton of food for thought. And you really are our role model too. I know for sure, Rifki. Absolutely. Rifki, yeah. It really taught me all about, you know, between carbs. And um, it's really important, I think, that as women we are all supporting each other and you know, sharing our journeys with each other because who knows, someone right. can listen to this and be like, you know what? I've been working on this small project. I need to say goodbye to another one and I need to develop this one more. There's so many different things that you address. Right, that I think I'll, is really I'll, end,
0: I'll end up with one tip that I think that people, they don't realize that they can just pick up the phone and call anybody. People call me all the time hmm. and they're like, Hey, can I run like Riffie did? Can I run an idea by you? You know? Um, and I think that anybody starting out or doing anything creative, like definitely utilize that call up some people that you, you know, think have done similar things to you or you admire them Pick up the phone, write them an email, and ask them if you can just pick their brain. You know, don't drive them crazy. But, uh, um, boundaries. You can drive me crazy, but don't drive others crazy. So, everyone who's listening
2: can drive you crazy? Are you, are we putting your number (laughs) in the show notes? I let you know, I, you know, I just
0: say I'm not good with these boundaries. Just keep calling me, WhatsApp me, text me. I'm good with all of that. Okay, we're just
2: gonna protect you and we're not gonna, not not gonna do that.
0: I let, I let, I let. And I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I always say I don't charge for money. I don't charge any money for help, helping people. First of all, other people have helped me in the past. Mm. And the second thing is that if I charge money, it doesn't work out, then you're really not going to be happy. But if I give you <laughs> advice, sorry, I tried my luck. I love it. <laughs> oh,
1: amazing. Thank, right. thank you I so hope much. my time. advice was
0: good. If not, sorry, I tried my luck. <laughs>
1: it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Thank you so all much. Right. Thanks
0: so much for having me. It was really been fun.
1: Okay. What a real DMC that was. Great. I love it. Um, one of the things that Leigh had said in the course of the conversation that really stuck out to me was um, when we were talking about the aesthetics and she mentioned that she doesn't think it's just like a from world specific thing, but it really, the whole standards of the world at large have been elevated. And I was thinking about this, like, you know, on Instagram, it's not just from people who are saying like, oh, Instagram isn't real life. Like everyone is saying like, just remember that what you see on social media is not indicative of what's actually going on, and everyone's playroom doesn't look beautiful. You'll see people will do posts where like, they'll have the, they'll show like the corner of like the beautiful shot that they're doing, and then they'll pan to the <laughs> other side where they dumped all of the toys and like <laughs> shoved them on the couch. Leia like, like, does not do that, though. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it just reminds me that sometimes I, I, it's so easy. Especially my whole life is really in the firm world. I don't have like a whole lot outside going on outside. Like my work is within the firm world, and a lot of my my Milia, the neighborhood I live in, is mostly from so I can forget sometimes I can have that what's it called tunnel vision is that what it's It's like a myopic yeah 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 yeah. and I can forget like sometimes this thing that I think is such a big problem is not just specific to our community and sometimes I have to remember to kind of like expand my view and say like well what's the what's the context what's the bigger picture what's going on outside my little bubble like is this a specific to me thing or is this like a a wider world thing so I I appreciate that reminder to kind of like have perspective sometimes
2: Mm -hmm, very interesting. I'm thinking, I just was, I don't know, it's interesting for me, like, when she kept on describing herself as a creative, and I find that, obviously, us in this field, and as writers, I'm not an artist, you know, I'm not a musician, but I I consider myself a creative also, and I do have to say, like, it's just, it's really nice talking to other people who are like-minded that way. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if this is resonating, you know, with however many listeners this also can relate to, but it's just like what she was saying. It's like the people that she meets who are sources of inspiration for her. And I think, you know, whatever it is that we're doing, whether it's in our professional lives, whether it's in our personal lives, like we cannot underestimate the importance of, role models and this is like my soapbox but you know (laughs) connecting and meeting other people that are like-minded um not just for validation which is one thing and not just because it feels good because oh you understand me and oh I experienced something similar to you but like we could take it the next step and um you know and, and learn from them and and she shared so many techniques and and you know goals and how she achieves her goals um and I think that's just you know I think some of the things that she shared can, can be expanded to anyone even if they don't consider themselves a creative Absolutely. Um, and I, I'm very happy to have had this interview with her so that I can just meet another, another person that I can learn from
1: and yeah I, well, that I love that great. I love that Alex here's this episode's takeaway. In any creative or professional endeavor, it's important to reach out to a mentor or trusted friend to get advice, whether it's about pursuing passion projects or turning it into a profession or knowing when to step away. It's also important to identify and communicate your goals and stay focused on them as new and exciting opportunities come your way.
2: We hope you've been enjoying our sneak peek at the end of every episode, where we let you in on who we're DMCing with next. So next episode, we sit down with Ruchi Koval to hear her perspective as a parenting coach about what she thinks is missing from parenting classes. We know this is going to be a good one. And knowing what an insightful observer Ruchi is, I really can't wait to share with you what areas she chose to discuss with us. So stay tuned.
1: Okay, who needs a full-blown outro, right? You know how it goes. Send us feedback, rate and review DMC, and thank you, thank you, Meaningful Minutes.
2: If you haven't memorized your email address yet, it's dmc at at meaningfulminutes.org. And if you're on social media, you know where to find us. See
0: you next episode.